everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I say in every episode, we have a great show for you today. We've got Connor Sweet coming on. Really great guy. He's done some great things, and he's going to do some great things. And we're looking forward to hearing parts of his story and talking some music. So, Connor, are you here? Yeah, buddy. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Dude. How are you doing today? Well, I think. <laughs> I'm doing Sandy, great. Sandy, are you here? Because I forgot that. Yeah, oh, again. yes, yes, I'm here, too. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> I guess where we are, it's 2 o'clock, so it's afternoon. Oh, well, that's right. Afternoon. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, it is afternoon. I just I got a slow start this morning. My body has been weird. I don't know if it's like anybody else's, but it's kind of like I'm waking mm-hmm. up twice. If that makes sense, it's like I'll wake up yeah. at like five o'clock, six yeah. o'clock, and then I'm just like awake, mm-hmm. and then I'll be awake for a few hours, and I'll be like, okay, now I'm tired again. I guess I'm gonna go back to sleep. And it's just you're up too early to do anything, and you're just like, well, okay, yeah. I guess I'll send some emails or catch up on something, and then get tired again. It's weird. Absolutely, it's a weird time to be alive. But anyway, <laughs> you know what's funny about the whole good morning thing? I remember hearing a um, audio on Zig Ziglar, and I remember he said years ago that there's a mm-hmm. human nature thing that you could tell somebody good morning no matter what time it is, and 90% of the time you'll you'll get good morning back even if it's five in the afternoon. Well, you got to look to somebody as their morning. Somebody woke up a few minutes ago. You know, I mean, it might <laughs> not be true. that time of day, but it's somebody's morning. <laughs> That's That's awesome. right. So as we get as we get started here, I always like to start out with, how are you doing through this COVID mess? You know, well, it's kind of like we were talking while we were getting on here about we're having to adapt so much, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, and what I've been kind of saying is I just five shows a week. I did a lot of Broadway gigs, and we can get into all that. But mm-hmm. I went from playing five, four or five shows a week to, to none, you know what I mean? And, and so well, I think a lot of us, we, we just had to find a new a new routine and find a new, uh, you know, just find something to do. And, and lucky for me, uh, a lot got put on my plate because of the song, which I'm ecstatic about. But, you know, for the first few weeks, it was like, what do we do? And it was just kind of finding a new routine yeah. is what I had to find out, you know. Yeah, for us, it went the other way um, because um, yeah. we actually originally launched our show in January, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the the plan was maybe 80 to 100 interviews the first year. That was you know, still pretty good for first year. That was the plan. Everything mm-hmm. shuts down, and I told Sandy, this is our time to shine because, you know what, artists are going to need a place to kind of vent, mm-hmm. <laughs> to talk. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, we, we have to step this up, and because of that, you are now our 161st interview. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love podcasts. Podcasts have become, like, my favorite thing. Is like, I mean, mm-hmm. because it's like, I, with the single taken off, and like I said, I don't want to get too far ahead. It's like, everything happened, I, they ended up sending me a media training. And you kind of get scared of interviews for about 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Because they're throwing all the stuff mm-hmm. at you. Like, so-and-so might get you to say mm-hmm. this or blah, blah, blah. You need to watch out for this. And it's kind of terrifying. But the cool mm-hmm. thing about podcasts is it's just a conversation, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's not like yeah. – it's, it's, and that's why I think it's so great why everybody's really becoming, you know, a, more a fan of podcasts. Is like, like the ones I listen to, they're also on YouTube, and so I can, like, pull up mm-hmm. and watch a video. And it's like I feel like I'm having a conversation even though I'm not there with these people. You know what I mean? And I guess that makes yeah. them seem yeah. more down-to-earth and more real to me even though they're celebrities or they're so-and-so, you know. Yeah. But anyway, happy to be here. 
So as we get started here, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a kind of a brief overview about you. All right. Well, I'm my name's Connor Sweet. Uh, probably should have said that from the start, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm from I'm from here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm born and raised here. Um, I'm 23. I, I started playing music back when I was about nine. I got my first guitar for Christmas, and <laughs> like wow. every nine-year-old, you don't really pay attention to it too much. You know, you just kind of <laughs> you've got a guitar, you know. <laughs> but there was always something with it because I would figure out things and be like, that sounds like it could be something. And and time went on, and I started taking lessons, and, you know, it finally clicked around, you know, 14, 15, 16, that I was like, this is something I really enjoy, and I should probably run with. Mm-hmm. And so I started singing around school and that kind of stuff. And oh, wow. around 16, I, we went down, and uh, there was a little dude ranch in Texas that had kind of like a little touristy stop, you know, they would bus in people and mm-hmm. drop them off, and you'd see like a rodeo and, you know, have barbecue, and there's a mechanical bull, blah, blah, blah. But they had a George Strait <laughs> cover band, and I got up and sang with them in front of a crowd with an actual band for the first time. And I think it it bit me like a snake, and it hasn't been the same since, you know. Uh, it's yeah. kind of like a high. It's like ever since that, I've been chasing that feeling again, and I get it. And it's just it's it's the coolest thing to entertain people. And and so since then, yeah. you know, I came back to Nashville and I started, you know, wanting to you know do that same thing here in town. So I played a little bit over towards Opryland at some of the little bars, but. It ended up me ended up on Lower Broadway, and I did that for years. But at the same time, I started writing with some really cool people, and and kind of figuring out that there's two sides of Nashville. There's a Broadway side, and a you know let's write songs and let's do the thing side. You know what I mean? And I yeah. kind of had to figure out how to waddle that line because I didn't know how to make any other money. The only way I knew how to the only job I really ever had was. I did lawn service for about two weeks, and then I ended up playing music. I was like, this is a lot better than that. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, so, I mean, I, I just did that. And last year, early last year, I signed my first publishing deal, which was a blessing. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was cool to see. It, it's been cool this year with all the stuff with the single, how it's kind of coming full circle. The, the friends I made a long time ago are, are helping me now, and I'm helping them. And it's just, it's just a really <laughs> organic thing that's happening right now. And, uh, I'm just I'm just happy as I'll get out to be in the middle of it. That is really awesome. But that that about uh, catches I you like, up, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, what, mm-hmm. you know, I like to start a little light too before we really dig deep. So, what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Well, I mean, I bought a jet ski last year, so that's kind of like for instance, I bought one. I came back from Key West, and and I never had a lot of stuff with like credit attached to it. I never like financed a whole lot. I, I bought a car once, but that was about it. And and so I was like, I'm going to finance a jet ski. So I got it and, and <laughs> blessed enough to be able to do that. And, and for a brand new one, I put 50 hours on it in about a year. So that's a lot of time on it. So, I mean, yeah. I enjoy that. I mean, I'm an average, you know, Tennessee kid. I love being outdoors. I love hunting and fishing and, you know, you know, being outside. And I, and it's just kind of, Outdoors and country music, kind of. That's that's my two things. So <laughs> go together, right? Yeah, yeah. But I love the water. I love <laughs> I love going to the beach. I love that kind of stuff. But I mean, my main hobbies are, you know, just being outside. And, and you know, it, it's weird when you play music all the time. You kind of got to find stuff mm-hmm. that's not music, you know. And, and sometimes that's yeah. hard. But you know, just getting outside and you know finding something to do. I don't know it's hard to put your finger on mm-hmm. just one hobby. <laughs> so what would you say is like something unusual about you that people would be surprised about? Oh man, um, 
I don't know. I'm I'm pretty. What you see is what you get. You know. Um, I, I mean, that, that's a hard question. You know, it's just I try to just be as honest as I can. I mean, uh, I'm a big sweet guy. I guess since my last name, I love like. I'm a big candy guy, you know what I mean? And Oh yeah. You know, I, so pun yeah, so pun I guess, I guess that could be one thing. If you ever want to get me something, get me some candy or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that could be one thing, yeah. Yep, your your name goes along with it, uh. Yeah, I guess, I guess, when you think of it. But you know, I am pretty <laughs> I'm pretty what you see is what you get, you know. Yeah. Mhm. So when did it click? Um, you know, a lot of people ask, at what age did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go a little further than that. At what age did you look in the mirror kind of and say, you know what, I could make a living here? It well, could be a career. I think it was a lot of uh, – I mean, for a long time, you, and I, I still deal with this, you start walking you're like, am I the only one thinking that this is a thing? You know what I mean? Like, am I the <laughs> yeah. only, It's kind of like <laughs> – it's kind of like bless their hearts the people that they sent on American Idol and they just nobody ever told them. You know what I mean? And and you think like that, <laughs> you're like, you're like, and, and when I sing, do I actually sound good or, or are y'all just being nice? You know, somebody at some point needs yeah. to tell me this. And and it's like, mm-hmm. I guess I was doing something right. And as I got older, I started getting more confident. And you know, as mm. you learn your craft, you know, it's like, it's like this morning. I'm trying to do better at this, but I get up and uh, I look at, you know. Whatever's on, I just turn on spot, the uh, Spotify radio, and whatever mm. country song comes on, I'll go over and I got a uh, Dropbox link that has all like the Nashville number system charts in it. You know what I mean? For you know yeah. a lot of the lower Broadway guys, they'll throw them in there, and so I just sit there and I practice these licks and that kind of stuff, and just try to you know do better with that. But you know, <laughs> it's just I guess after a while, it just was like. You say looking in the mirror. I, I remember being a kid and you know putting my guitar on and looking in the mirror. And I think that is when it clicks. We're like, this is kind of cool. You know what I mean? And, and so yeah. it's it's hard to put a like finger on it because looking back, it's like I've never had another plan. You know, it was it was yeah. music or the highway. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. it's still it kind of scares you sometimes because you're like, I put so much time into this. You know, mm-hmm. turning around now would look kind of dumb. You know? So um, yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I love where you're going here because it's you know it's almost like we plan this which we don't, but it's perfectly <laughs> way right into my next segment where you know yeah. what you know as you know fans they see the glory of like a Blake and all that but they don't see mm-hmm. the grind the sacrifices that it takes to get to that level or even any level even the level you're at they don't see that you know because a lot of times they um, you have you might have friends or relatives that say you know what you know it's just a hobby and all that and they, so they don't really see the grind it really takes <laughs> and I like to bring that side out about what it really takes and I'll tell well, my story to help yeah. lead, lead us into mm-hmm. this and this is where I wanted to go <clears throat> back in 2014 we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls and at that time they were full time with music and one of the questions I asked her was what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, the day you want it to be a career, she goes, everything changes. You have to think, eat, sleep music. You have to, you, you, yeah. you have to be different. You, you don't, he says, you almost don't have a life for a while. He says, your friends and relatives will never understand because they try to invite you over on weekends and holidays. Problem is, that's when your best gigs are. So that's when you make yeah. the money. And when, so they're not going to understand. 
then there are days where you almost want to kill yourself. You're, you're just frustrated. You're like, oh, my God. But yet that night, you got to get on stage and smile like you had a great day. Uh, well, goes, but yeah. even after all that, if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because that's the only way that, that those type of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think mm-hmm. of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Well, I, I, I pulled up two Steel Girls because, like, that sounds so familiar. And it does because they wouldn't recognize me from Adam now. They might, but yeah. we used to sit back when I was 16, so go back mm-hmm. seven so years ago. We would mm-hmm. sit in the back room of Tootsie's, and I was a 16-year-old kid just getting started. And I would go back there and play on Wednesday nights and do – they had an open mic. It, it, the gig was just kind of show up and sing. Somebody will get paid. Yeah. Won't. It is what it is. Yeah. It was kind of a pay your dues kind of thing. But they would sit back there with my mom and daddy and, and talk to <laughs> them. So I, I would love to catch up with them again. But anyway, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is weird. I was talking to somebody the other day. We were we were talking about what if we have to actually go get real jobs because of all this is going on. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like this. It's like how my brain works. It's kind of like you said. Mm-hmm. If that's an option, I'm gonna have to go into that. Like I had an opportunity at the beginning of this, all this quarantine to possibly go get like one of those jobs running an Amazon truck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Throwing the packages, mm-hmm. running and truck. My, my daddy actually <laughs> did it, but um, anyway. But my my mind is like this. It's like if I jump into something else, I'm gonna have to jump into that 100 percent. Because imagine an employer yeah. that's like. Hey, bud, uh, I can't come into work today. I have to write from, you know, like 10 to 2. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like we're just going to sit around with some buddies and joke and write a song, but that's literally my job. You know what I mean? But yeah. so to an employer, that's not going to make any sense. They're not going to hire you. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like yeah. mm-hmm. if I can't give 100% to something, I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a love. You know what I mean? You do it. Yeah. It's hard to explain. But I agree with a lot of what they said, you know. I mean, I remember growing up with my brother, we, we started about – being in high school with all this was really weird mm-hmm. because it kind of goes back to what they said. I mean, I remember being when I was about seventeen, eighteen, we were starting to hunt, really getting to like duck hunting, mm-hmm. and so we would go on the weekends to Missouri or wherever and go try to hunt. And that was when my gig started coming my way when I started mm-hmm. getting actual work, and you know, and I was like, man, I can't go. And and that hit me in high school with like mm-hmm. football games on Fridays or or homecoming mm-hmm. or. Or or going to, you know, big school stuff, I was like, I got to work. And the thing was, it was like, some people didn't like me for it, I could tell, but I was like, that stuff doesn't matter yeah. to me. And it's like, it's yeah. cool, I get it, but like, y'all don't really get me. I don't. And, and some people were, some people were hateful about it, some people were, would judge you oh, about wow. it. I remember one day, I, I went to like, build a homecoming float, and uh, mm-hmm. a kid was like, how was the honky-tonk today? And I was like, it was pretty damn good, I'm not going to lie. I made some fun. <laughs> and, and I was just like, like at at one point, I was just like, forget this. And then I, I have good friends that I'm still connected with. Not not gonna hate on my high school experience at all. But it was just kind of like my yeah. goals were different. You know what I mean? And and it's weird yeah, now exactly. I, I see a lot of people that I grew up with that are getting married and buying houses and moving on. And I'm like, I can do all that too. But like I have goals and priorities that I'm kind of putting ahead of that. You know what I mean? And hopefully, yeah. the way I mm-hmm. I would love for my plan to go, that my goals. And my future, well, kind of my future and my goals and my relationships and blah, 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 go in hand with what I'm trying to achieve. You know what I mean? And uh, yep. They have to blend yeah, together. It, it really does. It really does. And I think that's why it's so hard to be a musician sometimes because we, we look at things very differently than a lot of people, you know. Yeah. 
and and you got to have someone that understands that because again, as you know, if you know if you notice a lot of times when artists they are married to someone who's not in the industry at all, and when they start mm-hmm. growing, they end up divorced and marrying someone in the industry. Now, granted, a lot of people will look look at that and say, "See, the the money got to them," but it's not that. It's that they needed that partner to mm-hmm. be a part of what they're doing. Because being an artist yeah. is a special thing. Well, it's kind of like this. Uh, it's 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 a weird rope because I I look back at it. Just you got to be honest from the get go. And I've looked yeah. at past mm-hmm. relationships I've been in where I tell myself <laughs> I'm being honest, but you're not really being honest. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. It's kind of like if you're looking for somebody. I, I'm single at the moment. It's, it's kind of like, do you really understand what this job <laughs> includes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. really gotta you you really gotta just be honest and be like, this isn't a this isn't a phase. This isn't a mm-hmm. This is a job that even if you are successful, that the next day isn't guaranteed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and exactly. And so it's kind of like you want to be your 100% self, but you are also walking on eggshells. You know what I mean? And it, it's just a <laughs> yeah. tightrope. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, you're signing up for the whole thing. If you're, if you're, if you're signing up, you're, <laughs> you're in for the long haul, you know. But anyway. and, and I love what you're and I love what you're saying there because I think that's one of the issues that a lot of times people will date musicians and they're thinking, okay, if we ever marry, they'll get a regular job and all that. And they're missing the whole point. They are musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that is what they do. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It, it is yeah, a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's touchy. That's why I just kind of, I mean, I, I mean, I've always just looked at it like this. When it, when the right one comes through the door, I hope the good Lord hits me in the back of the head hard enough. You know what I mean? Like that's what I just that's how I look at it. I mean, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, that, that's, yeah, it's not. That's just like with um, Sandy. You know, we're, we've been married 17 years, but I can remember mm-hmm. when people called me stupid for this. I had a deal breaker. Now, granted, you had to be a Christian and all that. You had to have the basics mm-hmm. of that. But I had a deal breaker, and I felt like God was telling me to meet my my future wife online. People really thought I was crazy. Then. It was back in 2002. Now we're talking yeah. 2002 when it was yeah. really taboo back then. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I remember I probably well, that's what the kids do every day. Now. <laughs> yep. Oh exactly. yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I remember going through about two or 300 people online trying to, and, and my, my, my number one deal breaker question was, and I, and believe me, I got a lot of flack for this, but I, my question was, if it were possible, would you consider living a 24-7 marriage to build a legacy together? That's cool. And everybody, oh, my God, I got some flag. I got <laughs> called that I want to control people. I, but see, people didn't realize this is how I wanted to live marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking for the woman that fit that lifestyle. I wasn't looking for the woman that I had to argue with all the time about wanting to spend more time with. I was looking for that woman mm-hmm. that fit the lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I went and mm-hmm. I went through a lot. And then I remember, I will never forget February 2nd of 02. I, ch- I first chatted with Sandy and I remember I asked her that. And I remember she said, I have never heard of that kind of marriage, but if that were even remotely possible, that would be awesome. And here we are 17 years later, married, almost 18 that's cool, yeah. man. That's awesome. I mean, that that that's just that warms my heart, man. I mean, it's and yeah. we've been a twenty four seven couple. We've been a twenty four seven couple the whole time. We have. You, you 
got to be well. That's what I mean. Just got to be honest. You got to be honest about everything because even if yeah. the slightest little thing, and you don't want, and sometimes you say that, and somebody will say you're selfish, but like it's not being selfish. It's, it's something not making you <laughs> oh, happy. I was called that. And, yeah, and if you sit there and oppress it for like. Lord, 15 years, and then one day you finally figure it out, and then look at the time. You know what I mean? And and that's not fair to <laughs> yeah. you, and that's not fair to the other person. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, mm-hmm. uh, even if and it's not, comfortable and, and even if it does feel good, I mean, you got to be honest. Yeah, and the exactly. thing is, if you're honest with that person about that problem, you might both be pissed off about it and work it out. You know what I mean? Instead of <laughs> just holding true. it in and, and letting other <laughs> things build up on top of it, you know? So Exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, but now that we talk about the sacrifices and what people have to go through to be an artist, let's talk about the reward side now. Let's go there. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look back on your career so far, what are some moments where you're like, wow, either that happened or wow, I got to do that? Well, there's been some cool, cool things I just collected into. I remember, well, I mean, it was just, it was just a cool teenage year like 16 plus mm-hmm. for me you know what I mean because yeah I got to do some cool things and live a high school experience kind of alongside it you know what I mean mm-hmm. it aggravated me and it was mm-hmm. frustrating at times but it was also a really cool learning experience <laughs> you know it, it was kind of like this it's kind of like <laughs> I don't, I'm not I grew up really quick you know what I mean and, yeah. and so when I got to the yeah. age I am now I feel, and uh, some people say I'm intimidating sometimes because I, I just feel like I'm. I just feel like I, I don't know. It's just like I've worked so hard and I've learned a lot mm-hmm. that sometimes it's just like people my own age that I'm around we don't click. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't want to say yeah. that because I write music for mm-hmm. that age audience. You know, but it's just yeah. I don't know. I just I'm business. I don't know. Let <laughs> yeah. back that up. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a weird one. Go ahead, though. <laughs> but what are some moments where you're like, "Wow, I got to do that"? Oh yeah, some 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 oh, things that sorry, that I make lost that sacrifice worth there. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> the sacrifice okay, is worth it. Saying, yeah. Well, okay. Going back and saying some cool things. I was a 16 year old kid with one of the best gigs on Broadway for five and a half years. So that was pretty cool <laughs> having that oh, every wow. weekend. You know what I mean? But <laughs> running alongside with that, I mean, I was writing with. I, I get to write with people, but I remember like. My first co-write was with two awesome songwriters here in town, Marty Dotson and Clay Mills, and oh, wow. just that like kickstarted everything. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it led to, you know, I remember I got to when I was a senior in high, I think I was like seventeen, and I got to play for a Mary Kay convention. So that was awesome. It was oh. like the whole Nashville Convention Center full of little pink bags. You know what I mean? And and <laughs> and thousands of people, and that was cool. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, getting to meet artists, I mean, getting to open for people. Uh, Thomas Rhett went to the same high school as me, so I got to open for him back when I was younger. And, and it was cool. It's just little things like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. but here recently, I mean, they, they gave me a plaque. We had the uh, top three. It was a few weeks ago, but we had one of the top three songs added to the Music Row chart. And oh, so wow. that was cool. So they made me a plaque. And, and it's it's been a weird with this quarantine and a single out, you don't really get to see the interactions with people and say, I love your song. You hear, you see it on social media, but there's yeah. still just a, there, there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an elephant in the room, but, but, uh, I mean, I'm starting to see it now. I mean, I'm starting to do more of these takeovers and stuff like this and, and hearing mm-hmm. people's responses and it's making it feel real, but they brought yeah. this plaque out to me. We opened for Lee Bryce and they brought this plaque out to me and it, 
it almost made me cry a little bit. If you watch the video, it's on my <laughs> Facebook. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's weird because I've been working at this so hard. It's like, yeah, for so long. It's like, even if you do make a little stride, mm-hmm. you're not 100% satisfied yet. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you look yeah. at Garth Brooks this week and saying, you know, <laughs> I want to give Entertainer of the Year to somebody else. You know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. You look at that like, even if you get to that level, you're looking for the next greatest thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, yeah. And that that comes with a sacrifice too. It's like this job is like you're kind of always wanting to move the goalpost, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a lot of cool experiences, you know. That is really <laughs> awesome. And we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna play your song, um, "Time Like Times Like These." Love the song. Awesome. And then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Times like these, I think the world is ending. Water's rising, the sky's falling down. Really coming down. Times like these, you think the devil's winning. Your faith is bending, hope is fading out. Almost fading out. Then the earth bound angels come around. Work to make it better Leaning on each 
Yes, great song. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit about the song and the story behind it and how it all came to be. Which we know, well, of course, because of day's time, but, you know. And what's happened with the song? <laughs> well, well, actually, ironically, that, that, that song came about uh, about first week of March. Uh, it, we wrote oh, wow. it uh, okay. just a few days after uh, the – I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll just keep – well, we wrote it a few days after the tornado came through Nashville. And uh, – uh, you know, ah, yes. every everybody was kind of in a slump. You know, I know I wrote it with uh, my buddy Lance Carpenter and Liz Hingberg, and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was just kind of had just a heavy heart that day. You know, everybody had something going on home, and just it was just it was a weird day. But we wanted to, you know, everybody was in good spirits, but we wanted to write something, you know, positive. We want we want we yeah. didn't even though we were mm-hmm. everybody was kind of you know not down, but just everybody was kind of feeling it, you know, but uh. We just were like, how can we make the best of a bad situation? So we just started talking, and, you know, you know, this song just kind of really organically just came out. We wrote it in about an hour and a half, and, you know, we oh, sent wow. it over. My, my, I'm with Given Publishing in Nashville, and, you know, as a staff writer, you turn every song in, and it wasn't a few hours after I turned it in. People were saying, this is really cool. I think we need to, you know, <laughs> demo this. And, oh, wow. And, that, and it, I don't want to say a few hours. In the next few days. But uh, yeah. I was still playing yeah. Broadway shows then, and I'd actually <laughs> actually taken a uh, vacation the week after and gone to the beach because I I was just tired and hadn't had a vacation in a while. And but that was my mindset. My mindset was I'm going to go, you know, reset and come back and get back to work, you know. And yeah, we went back to work, but we went back to work on this song instead of the bar. So it's it's been just <laughs> it's been crazy mm-hmm. like that. But <laughs> yeah, this song is, I mean. I'm just so happy that people were, you know, this song is making people happy. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I think that's something that's so hard to come by. There's so much stuff on your phone and on the TV and on the radio mm-hmm. about how bad the world is. And when you hear something that's like, everything's going to be okay, it's a breath of fresh yeah. air. You know what I mean? And I'm so blessed and I'm honored that people are, you know, getting that release from this song, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, you know? Yeah. And and you had no idea that it was going to mean more now. Yeah, than it in the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, it's been a game I mean, changer. It, it has been a game changer because, you know, the song originally. I mean, we just did a demo, and even mm-hmm. going to radio was kind of uh, on accident <laughs> in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. We have our, our promoter right now is a woman named Diane Richie in town, and. I mm-hmm. never get the story right, so I'm not going to try to say I did. But she got it from somebody in our camp, and uh, she sent it out to two stations, and they started playing it immediately. And um, oh, wow. and it kind of backpedaled because nobody knew who was singing the song. And um, <laughs> it got to the guy who produced and mixed my vocal on the song and ended up mastering everything. He's the one who found out about it first. And I remember it was like 8 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and I was getting texts from him. And and I know him, but I'd only worked with This is the first time I worked with him. I was like, what is he texting me for this early? And he's like, hey, man, mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. Our song is getting – that song we mixed is getting played on the radio. That's nuts. And I was like, what are you talking about? 
And then it wasn't two minutes later, my mama, my mama, bless her heart, she was getting messages on Facebook. And it was playing out west in Idaho and, and another station in, like, New York. And uh, and so we were like, oh, crap, you know what I mean? Uh, because nobody knows who I am. Because we were, we, we were always planning on doing a, you know, an EP or a single campaign and, mm-hmm. you know, releasing mm-hmm. stuff. But it wasn't supposed to be like this you know what i mean so we kind of <laughs> we, we called those couple radio stations were like thank you so much but can you give us a sec and let us actually do a, a full release to radio and so yeah. we backpedaled and we went and shot we got some photos done and we mixed the song and you know we got some things in the loop to follow up with but it was kind of playing catch up in a sense because my website was out of date and just little little stuff like that and yeah and but but it's been so cool because it's 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 just all been so organic and, and I couldn't be more, you know, humbled and just honored to just be, you know, I have a song on the radio and it's just cool. You know what I mean? It, it, there's, there's no, there's not really a word for it. It's just, thank you. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So one thing I like to do on our show is, you know, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see the PR company people. They don't see the producers. They don't see the managers or any of that. So it's almost like the artist gets all the spotlight, but they're not mm-hmm. who does all the work. The work is behind the scenes, and a lot of times I don't think that they get enough recognition. So mm-hmm. I always like to let the artist take a couple minutes to tell to tell the, about the team that's behind them. So take a couple minutes and tell us well, who is behind you that helps you be who you are. Well, right now it's been great. I signed my first publishing deal with um, Given Entertainment, Given Music here in Nashville. Uh, back first of 2019, and mm-hmm. so that was that was an awesome opportunity because I've been writing songs forever, and and it's cool when you finally get that a writer deal because now you have a team of people that are going to help you, you know, really um, grow. You know what I mean? And help you get in the room with better writers, yeah. and help you start writing better mm-hmm. songs, and help you. I always say, just help you start doing the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so that was and it started off. This is just a publishing deal. We're, we will look into artist mm-hmm. stuff, and you know we really believe in you, Connor. So none of that is out the door. But let's just start writing songs. You know what I mean? Let's just start seeing mm-hmm. what we can do. And mm-hmm. so that team started out with uh, Cindy Owen as our president and or VP. It's actually uh, our main president is out of Milwaukee. Uh, Jim up there in Milwaukee. He helps us out a lot, and uh, he's the one who put on the show for Lee Bryce. And so he's kind of our He's kind of our man, and uh, but Cindy helps us out because uh, she's the eyes and ears on the ground. She's she's the one who really knows the business. And then this year we added on a guy named Cliff Downs, and he is uh, another creative director slash VP. We're all just kind of a big team, you know what I mean? We all take on the yeah. roles as given, you know what I mean? And, and that's a cool thing about Nashville is everybody is well, at least on my team is we're all helping each other out. We have a few other guys that are signed to our. Uh, uh, our company writers and stuff and it's it's not yeah. like we're on connor's team we're on so-and-so's team it's, we're all if, if mm-hmm. we're an opportunity and we can help each other we do it you know and so so there's cindy and she's kind of my head person right now and uh um cliff is we're going in and mixing some songs so you could call him producer <laughs> but also part of the publishing team and then yeah. uh, there's kelly wise or kelsey wise and she is kind of she's a good my uh She's a creative director too, and what she does is help me get better rights. You know what I mean? But she's been a great help because yeah. you know uh, we're we're getting into the YouTube reign of stuff, and she's really great about you know 
you know, just tracking stuff down. And she's just smart, you know what I mean? It's great to have somebody that's just all around smart. And then there's Becky. Uh, Becky is our uh, – she's great. She she does graphic design. She helps us with our day-to-day stuff. And so it's all just a great team. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just working. And it's and it's great because we are kind of a – we're we're kind of a small boat in a big pond. You know what I mean? Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're making waves right now. And uh, our promoters, we have a girl named Diane Ritchie, like I mentioned, and then – Another woman named Lisa Smoot, who's also a radio promoter, who I met when I was ten years old, and she started, you know, getting me into write with people. And it, and after a while, you know, relationships you come in ways where you see somebody a lot, and then you don't. And you know, last few years, you know, we were doing different things, and now she's come back years later and it's helped me run my first single. And so it's, it's yeah. just, it, it's crazy <laughs> like that. But that, and then, I mean, it's just cool. I mean. There's so many people that, like I said in the beginning, that, that have come full circle and that are helping me now. I mean, I look at Marty Dotson, who is my mentor, and he, he keeps texting. <laughs> He's like, man, this is blowing my mind. You're actually, you know, we started this journey years ago. And, and to see you with a song now, it's just, it's just nuts, man. I just, and, and that's what gets to me is like when you talk about events mm-hmm. and stuff, there's been so much that has happened. And, and I feel like every artist has so much that does happen before they even get their name heard. You know what I mean? And and, it's, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's so cool about it is I mean it's it's just it's a very long journey it's a long book with long chapters you know but uh yeah just so what does your family think of all this right now what's ha- all happening well I mean I've I've been blessed to have the best family I could ever ask for I have an older sister who was born with special needs and and so growing up with a blessing, but also a challenge like that kind of mm-hmm. makes a kid grow up. You know what I mean? And I have an older mm-hmm. sister, Katie, and then my older brother, Colton, who's a few years older than me. Uh, they, they, they've always, it, it's always been a team in that sense. I mean, it's been the three of us and my sister gracefully. Now we got her into a, a, a more assisted living area a few years ago because I mean, and it's been a blessing because she's blossomed so much because they can give her so much more than we could here at the house. And, yeah. and, and yeah. so that's, that's my, that's my brothers and sisters, but my mom and dad, I mean, they let me still live in their house. <laughs> I mean, that's the cool thing about it is being from Nashville <laughs> and being, it was just like, I never, I mean, I could have gone and got an apartment. I could have gone that, but it was always just like, I'm going to throw money away when I have the two biggest cheerleaders that love me enough and know if this does go well, I'm going to get, I mean, I don't think anything bad will happen. <laughs> you know I mean? I think we'll be pretty good if Connor does get a record deal and Connor does do some stuff. So <laughs> I think letting him yeah. stay in our house right now isn't that big of an issue, you know, and there's yeah. always been mutual respect. I love my parents. I always made a rule growing up, you know, playing in the bars and stuff. I'm going to be home by midnight either way. You know what I mean? I'm always going home. Mm-hmm. I'm always, I've always looked at, you know, the freedoms they gave me as a privilege, not as a, you know, right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it was, we bumped heads because growing up, it, it came from being a 16 year old playing music to now I'm an adult playing music. You know what I mean? And this is my business now. This is my, this is my baby. And even though that, you know, I'm so under your roof, we have to, you know, boundaries had to be set, you know? And, and I think now that we're getting older, it's, it's, it's cool because I don't see my parents as much as my parents. I see them as, yeah. you know, I'm trying to find the right word here, but, you know, they're my friends. They're my best friends I'm ever going to have, but they're more than that. You know, yeah. they're, 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 it's kind of like yeah. this. God gave you parents to lead you and guide you, not to take your fun away and, and restrict you. And, you know, it's 
it's cool now that I've gotten older and matured that, you know, you see that full circle, you know. And, and yeah. so I've had the greatest family I could ever ask for because they've let me go chase a dream, you know what I mean, and really mm-hmm. support mm-hmm. me through that, you know. And uh, it, it's been cool because I've been blessed and, and you know, it, it's just I have a really cool family and I don't take that for granted. That is really awesome. That is really awesome, you know. And we've we kind of consider ourselves a family affair too. Um, mm-hmm. We have a we have a third kind of co-host. I'm, I'm an eight year old. We always let him come on and ask one yeah. question to each artist. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and we've got a you know we've got a seventeen month old. When she gets old enough, we'll be plugging her into the show too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, we got a little. We we got new neighbors next door. And if I can describe what I'm seeing right now, I'm sitting in my office. I have my desk, and I have two windows to the right and left of me I can look out. But we've got a new set of neighbors to the left of me, and they've got a little kid. Mm-hmm. He's about eight or nine. And I'm just like – it distracts me sometimes because I, one thing I've noticed in quarantine and looking out these windows so much as I have is there's a lot more kids that live around me than I thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For the longest yeah. time, I was the only kid, you know what I mean? Because li- we live in a neighborhood, and there's a cul-de-sac and about eight or nine houses around me. But, you know, growing up, I never really paid much attention during the day, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now looking out, but watching this little kid next door, I'm just like, man, it makes me – I haven't met him yet, but I'm like, as soon as he realized that there's, like, somebody young next door, I just know we're going to be friends. I just I, – I don't know. <laughs> it's just I had, a little, I had a kid growing up that lived next door to me, and – we were a few years apart, but I remember being like nine, and he was like five. But we were running, playing, blah blah blah. But he would just he would just wander in the house, and we lived. We didn't live here. We lived up uh, in a little more rural city in Tennessee. But uh, we lived up on a hill on a farm, and so we had more land. But he would just come walking up in the in the cabin and just be like, "What's up, sweets? What are we doing today?" You know, and so I, I can just imagine that kind of scenario with the new neighbor next door. So I'm like, let's say hi, but let's make sure, you know, okay. he doesn't get too comfortable around us. But yeah. <laughs> oh. So, so yeah, Sandy's going to get a little Chris on real quick. Yes. All right. Here he is with his question. Hi, Connor. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Well, I answered candy a minute ago, but now that I know I'm talking to somebody this younger than me, I probably should think something better. Um I really like, uh, I'm a big steak guy, you know what I mean? I like, uh, I'm a carnivore. Anything with meat on it, I'm going to eat. So uh, I'd have to say steak is probably my favorite food. And what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Pizza, uh, that's a close second. That is a very close second. But you'll learn the older you get, you can't eat as much, and that's what I'm starting to figure out. But I still have my days, uh, especially in quarantine when they bring it to you. But thank you, bud. <laughs> yeah, he comes and goes, but he loves that. Hey, that's crazy. Yes, right? he loves to be a part of it so much. Yeah, I I yeah, did the yeah, coolest thing I'll, the other day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, I did yeah, the always, coolest thing always, the other day. Oh, yeah, go mm-hmm. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only I'll, thing I'll, about these calls. I'm like, ah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. A few days ago, Jim up in uh, Milwaukee, the guy I was talking about earlier, he has mm-hmm. uh he has a lot of different things he has his feet in. But uh, one of the cool things uh-huh. is the camp. It's called Hometown Heroes. And this year, oh, wow. the camp, the camp got, and what Hometown <laughs> Heroes is, it's, it's for children who have lost a parent serving in the military. And so mm-hmm. it's normally, oh, wow. it's normally like a normal camp. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, we're going to go outside, we're going to swim, you know, outdoor camp. It's like a summer camp, you know. But this year, they've yeah. had to change everything into, uh, like 
it's like a Zoom call, but little kids. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I told them, if there's anything I can do, I'll be happy to. But they're like, come play one during one of our calls. I was like, okay, I guess I'll come play times like these for some eight and nine year olds. I'm cool with that. But it was so it was so cool seeing just kids right now are getting the raw end of the deal, and and I hate oh, it. But are. it's so cool to just see people trying to. Make, you know, just make them happy. Give them something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and getting to do that call, mm-hmm. because I went to a lot of summer camps growing up, and I, and I Bible camps and that kind of stuff, and being able to help like that really warmed my heart. But, yeah. uh, I mean, but anyway, so what were you about to say? So, Sorry to keep interrupting you. Take, uh, anyway. <clears throat> I forgot where I was going, so I'll just move on. Uh, sorry. That's the one thing. It's it's one of the hurdles we're having to come over right now. I mean, writing songs mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. or, you know, on Skype, I, I feel so bad because, I mean, when I get an idea in my head, I start talking, and sometimes I need to stop talking. Uh, but writing songs <laughs> is a lot worse because I start singing yeah. things over and over and over again because I like mm-hmm. – uh-huh. it's kind of like working with Clay. You just keep sanding it down until the pieces fit, you know? But, yeah. I mean, you'll be talking, and yeah. then there'll be somebody else talking, and you're like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> it's just the microphone's picking up. I'm sorry. If we were in a room together, I could talk quieter, but I can't, you know. But um, Yeah. But, yeah, because, again, you know, oh, face-to-face no is a little different. It well, is. You can, read, you can read body language face-to-face, you know yeah. what I mean? And you can you can tell when you, you can tell when somebody's about to talk and when they've stopped talking, but when you're talking over the phone, mm-hmm. you're just like, now you talk, you know. So <laughs> it's a guessing game, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, and then, like with the blog talk that we use, there's like a half a second between. So there is. in that half a, little a second, little now you don't hear the delay when it, re- you know, because it's recorded. You don't hear the delay mm-hmm. when you're listening, but there is a mm-hmm. really small delay. So you might be done, and I'm don't realize it's done, or vice versa. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and and it's. <laughs> I mean, it's like this. It's it's kind of like you said earlier how before we got on here about, you know, things, throwing a wrench in things last minute, you know. It's like some days you'll get on to write or you'll get on to do a Skype call or mm-hmm. a live stream or anything that needs internet, and uh, everything will work flawlessly. You know what I mean? I, my thing that has yeah. sucked mm-hmm. is my computer. I have a MacBook Pro from like 2013. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of this, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to learn how to be such a great track guy. And I'm going to get all this equipment, and I'm going to plug it into this computer, and it's going to work great. That's not the case. <laughs> My computer, nope. I plug things into it now a few months later, and you can hear the fans running under it. So there's good days and bad days, yeah. but there will be some days where I'm like, my Internet is great. I can get on here and do everything. And then there will be some days where it's like there's something really important that I need Internet for, and it just or, or something <laughs> crashes. So it, it's just yeah. like – what are you going to do? You can get mad about it, but I think yeah. the coolest thing, if I've learned anything from the last few months, is is mm-hmm. patience and that everybody else is dealing with the same stuff we are. You know what I mean? So exactly. Mm-hmm. If, That's true. If, if I can say, if, if anybody's listened this, like, has gotten this far and can take something, just be nice to people because you don't know what yeah. somebody else is going through today. I mean, That's so true. Somebody said something really cool, and it was meant to be funny, but I've kind of lived with it the last little bit. It's like, this is going to sound nuts, but it was like, imagine you are the person you're talking to. Like if you're talking to somebody, imagine that's you and you're living their life and how would you deal with what they're going through? You know what I mean? And you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's just be, right. be nice to other people. And, yeah. And, and just kind of take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, cause it's yeah. kind of like every day right now is trying to order something like 
online or it's kind of like every day right now is talking to somebody with in like customer support and <laughs> you're frustrated about it. So it's just everybody's pissed off right now. Everybody's kind of on edge. Just be nice to everybody, you know? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So it, so if you could co-write with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? Oh, shoot. I would love to have a Keith Whitley song. I would, oh, and that's awesome. just the first one that comes to my head. I, I would love, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. I, I bring a lot of stuff back to my Broadway days, but that's the most recent mm-hmm. thing that's happened to me. But I mean, I, I got to play with such great musicians, but I also came in as a young guy who wasn't very diverse in country music. I thought I was, but there was a lot yeah. I didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like myself, in that talent and around people like that every day, I just, mm-hmm. I got an education of country music that's ridiculous and I'm still learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. Because I'm a young guy, but there's decades of music for me to discover. You know what I mean? And that's why mm-hmm. I love country music so much because country music has changed so much over the years. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It but mm-hmm. if I could go back and write with one, it would have to be Keith Whitley because I rip off a lot of his stuff these days. If you listen to Time Like yeah. These, like, if you, yeah. I, I'm not trying, but if you saw a chart of Times Like These or a lot of my songs and a chart of, like, Keith Whitley songs, and when I say chart, I mean, like, the music to it. They yeah. were very similar. You know what I mean? Or if you listen yeah, to them, not, not similar to the point where I'm going to be copyright infringing, but yeah. like, the stylistics of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of Alan Jackson stuff. I'm a big Alan Jackson fan, and He's still living, so I might still get a chance to do that. I mean, Kaylee Hammock this week is a prime mm-hmm. example of something that if that happened to me, I would jump over the moon. Uh, I knew Kaylee back. We did Broadway stuff together, and we crossed paths a few times. And, and They were trying to get I her on the show. Yeah. yeah. I love her music right now because it's it's mm-hmm. so different, and it's so fresh, you know what I mean? It's just cool, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That Redhead mm-hmm. song, I heard the little clip of it, and I'm like, that's awesome. But anyway... The new one, she did one with Alan Jackson, uh, Don, no, Lord, I hope this day is good. Don Williams, that's what it is. Uh, I almost said Don Henley. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just like, that's awesome, because that's like two of my favorite songs, my favorite artists of all time, and if I got to do that, that'd be awesome. But Or right that would be cool. I mean, I mean, the cool thing about Alan Jackson is that I think a lot of people don't realize is Alan writes a lot of those songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. George Strait, mm-hmm. I love George Strait too, don't get me wrong. But George Strait cuts a lot of outside songs. You know what I mean? But yeah. they're great songs, and that's how he's had a career of 60-plus number ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's one thing yeah. I respect out of George Strait as an artist is if there's a great song and somebody needs to sing it, it might as well be me. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yes. I, I mean, somebody taught me this. I was taking voice lessons growing up, and somebody said, don't take a song because you think the song will make you great. You try to make the song great. You know what I mean? Oh wow! And, yeah, and I think if you look at that, and I see that a lot as an entertainer in the world around us right here. My job is not to speak out about politics. My job is not to speak out mm-hmm. about what I believe or this and that. My job is to make music. My job is to entertain yeah. people. My job is to do like times like these is doing and give people a breath of something other than what they're hearing every day. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and I think I think when and I'm not trying to point fingers or anything or, or point at one person specifically, but I think when I think when somebody starts thinking that they 
know more than they do, I think it can bite you in the butt. And I think that's why yeah. I look at things like – I look at every day like I don't know what's going to happen today. It's not my point to know what's going to happen today. I'm just going to try to make the best of it and do what I can. And yeah. My part of doing what I can mm-hmm. is to make it So ask yeah. me to do much more than that, you might be disappointed. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We get that. Um, we do. So I'm about to ask a question. Yeah. I have a purpose for the way I ask this, and I'll explain the purpose right after. Um, if you mm-hmm. had a magic wand and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it in this way is this past February made five years – anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini. And at that time, she was kind of an unknown. And the mm-hmm. answer she gave mm-hmm. us is almost to the yeah. T of what she's living today. So I always like to bring that story up to make artists really think a lot can happen in five years. So if mm-hmm. all bets were off and it would come true, <laughs> where do you want to be in five years? I, I remember I, I used to say I, back to, I remember when I was talking to you, they put me in a media training because Sometimes you got to learn how to say something and just say it. And I have a problem that sometimes yeah. I'll say something, and my mm-hmm. point will be here, but I get all the way over here with it. Anyway, yeah. but <laughs> I used to say, I used to tell people, and, and getting to my point, as I used to tell people I want to take over the world. And and I guess as an entertainer, as, as an artist, you say that, and people are like, everybody does. You know what I mean? You want to be the next Garth Brooks. You want to be the next blah, yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. I look at it like this, and – those are great, and those are great goals to have, and I believe everybody wants that goal. But I believe I'm going to be playing music until the day I die. So in five years, if I can comfortably be making music, if it's on a grand scale, if it's on a scale it is now or like it has been, mm-hmm. I would hope we're not sitting here doing Skype rights in five years, but it is convenient. Sorry, I'm trying not to cough on you. But uh, anyway, I, I mm-hmm. just – I'm so blessed to play music, and I'm going to be doing it either way. So in five years, yeah. if I could be playing something bigger than myself now, I'd be more than happy to. But yeah, as long as I'm playing music, I'm going to be happy. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. if I can make a music and do, if yeah. I can do both things at once, that would be great. You know what I mean? And, and so I never want to look at something like my dreams are bigger. It's kind of like your eyes get bigger than your stomach sometimes. You never want to walk yeah. around and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I would love to do that. I mean, I, I'm going to work my ass off to do that. You know what I mean? But yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like this. For every artist, you probably can ask them. They get to a, you, you reach a point where you're like, this is good. Let's take it to the next step. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think in the next five years, I, I hope that whatever I'm doing, I'm working to put it to the next step. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or take it to the so, next step. Let's say we're five or ten years down the road. Mm-hmm. And you can meet your future self. You know, everybody always asks, what would you tell your past self? I like to go the other way. What would yeah. you – if you could meet your future self, what would you tell him? This is what I hope I could tell him, and this is what I try to work on every day. I I, I, I fail with it. Um, even though I'm about to say these words, I know I'm, I'm not perfect. But I hope that if I could tell my future self, I hope if you're successful or not, I hope that whatever you do – that you put God's plan first. Amen. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I say that because and don't get me wrong, I'm not the perfect person. I have my flaws. I am no saint. But I feel like I was talking to my daddy yesterday. I feel like that if you come to a fork in the road and you don't know which way to go, 
if you say mm-hmm. what would please God, I think it'll I think will pick the right decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something yeah. I've I've learned that in the last little not in the last little bit. I've always known that, but that's really hit a chord with me here in the last little bit. And yeah. I'm just like it makes sense, you know what I mean? And I feel like mm-hmm. that can I feel like if you just say God like do I go this way or that way? Go the way can, he points you, you know. And I and I think I think we do that every day, but I think a lot of times I'm guilty and I think everybody is. I think we choose our own path yeah. rather than what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so Exactly. If I could tell myself something, I'd be like, I really hope that you're better than you are today. You know what I mean? That's that's what that's, I that's yeah. what I would like to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, we got two more questions. We got two more questions okay. now. So yeah. if um let's let's say you had a friend and let's say you heard him or her sing and they were they had something special. You could definitely tell. This would be pre COVID advice, so keep that in mind. That they have something <laughs> special. And um they've gotten on stage maybe thirty times. So they're still getting their feet wet there, but they've gotten on stage and they've got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd and the crowd is roaring and they just know <laughs> that they're that they're that they're in the right place and they come to you. But they need to take the first step. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but but they come to you and they say, Connor, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Well, I'm not the end all for anything. Uh, And nobody has, nobody in this town. I think people sometimes think this, but (laughs) There is not a path for this job at all that you can there's, – there's not an interstate you can get on at any exit, and at the end of the road, you're going to have success. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. one – there's no end-all way. This is a one-size-fits – there's no one-size-fits-all. Everybody's plan is different. You know what I mean? And yeah, you just have to know that when you get here. You know what I mean? And you also mm-hmm. have to know that not mm-hmm. – not, not one. There are cases where one person can take and change your life and turn it completely upside down, and you know, for the mm-hmm. better, if that makes sense, can take you from yeah. Jane Doe in Iowa and turn you into Carrie Underwood, or you know, it, like that. There yeah. are those situations, but most of the time, that's not going to happen. Most of the time, you got to put the work in and come prepared for that, because I think, uh, yeah. and what I see, and, and being here so long, and being from here. Is, is what I see is I see people come to town, and a couple things. You got to prepare to be here. You know what I mean. You got to yeah. if it's if you don't want to play music full time and you I mean there you got to you just got to prepare. You know what I mean. You can't just show yeah. up and think it's going to happen. You know what I mean. So it's get here and network, but don't think you're bigger than you are because there's mm-hmm. always going to be somebody better than you. And yeah. just keep your head down. I just. I just tell people to do it kind of like I did. I kept my head down and was quiet and did all I could. And yeah, you kind of want to, yeah, it's just, there's no one way to do it. And so, I don't know, just come prepared and come ready to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. as we, as we finish up here, um, I wanted to, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? That's hard to tell. <laughs> probably, I, feel, I, I mean, 
I'm still kind of new to the interview thing. Um, I, I mean, and so I, I don't have a long list of questions I wish somebody would ask me. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think I think the coolest thing about this for for me right now is just to have people want to ask me questions to begin with. You know yeah. what I mean? And so mm-hmm. and it's That's cool. it's kind of new Love because that. I'm I'm still I'm, I'm still learning the questions I do want to answer and the ones I don't want to answer. And it's not like I don't want to yeah. answer a question, but I'm learning how to answer questions. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's one of the cool things that I've, I've learned from this, like the blessings of like coming off of Broadway and, you know, having a new, new normal for a while with this song and everything yeah. it's doing. It, mm-hmm. it gave me time to start practicing other sides of this craft. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The artist side of it, and and I used to look at stuff about like artist development and that kind of stuff, and be like, what exactly is that? But now I'm starting to realize this is what it is. You know what I mean? This is how. Yeah. Dirk Bentley doesn't go on a talk show and say something stupid. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Right. And, and 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 so it's learning that end of it, and learning how to, you know, call radio stations and getting in a new routine of. This is a business, and it's more than just going yeah. and playing in bars. And, you know, and it kind of hit me that maybe for a while I've been sitting spinning my tires when I would just turn out of the mud. I could make a lot of, you know, I could go on, you know what I mean? If I yeah. would just, you know, mm-hmm. take a step. And, and that's where I'm kind of like, I just, awesome. I, I thank God for the blessings that he's given me in the last little bit because, I mean, he gave me a nudge to, to leave a band and find a new band, the guys mm-hmm. I'm with now. And that was such a cool yeah. stepping out of the boat kind of feeling because I didn't know what was going to happen. I could easily crash and burn, you know, yeah. and, and taking, and, and, and that's kind of, that. yeah. And, and that's kind of one of the things you learn in this town. And if I was going to say something to somebody new is come to town ready to grind, but also believe in yourself. You know what I mean? Because in this town, it's really easy to, see everybody else's success and gauge your success by it, you know? And mm-hmm. and that's not that's not the case. And it goes back to nobody's story is the same, but you have to come and you have to be ready to work. And you have to every day wake up and say, I'm Connor Sweet, I'm a country artist and I need to work at that today. You know what I mean? In whatever and, way that and is And you know what? Love that. So as we end this here, tell everybody how they can reach you. All right, so it's Connor. She went an ER Sweet, and that's me. And so we're on Instagram and Facebook. It's Connor Sweet Music. But I'll tell you the best way, if you just go to connorsweet.com, C-O-N-N-E-R, sweetlikecandy.com, that's me. And uh, there's a link to everything on there, my Instagram, Facebook. So just connorsweet.com will get you squared away. There's a link to the music. There's new music coming. We're working on it. <laughs> it's just kind of it's a crazy world right now because everybody's social distancing yep. and you can't really go in and do a full tracking session. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're really having to, yeah. yeah. And that's weird. That's weird for me. Cause I like, I like making, I like tracking sessions. I like a full band. I like everything being yeah. real in a sense. You know what I mean? Not hating on the guys. Yeah, Cause there's some really talented track guys that can do stuff in the box. And that's kind of what we're having to go in and do, but also have great musicians kind of just come in one at a time and just build it. And it just tastes longer, you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's exciting, and so we have a lot of cool stuff coming out in the next little bit, so uh, okay. we'll be sure to keep well, you on the loop. Thanks, and we look forward. You know, we had a great time today with you, and we look forward to having you back down the road. I would love to come back. I love these things. I love getting to talk to new people. <laughs> All right. You have a blessed All day. All right. Hey, y'all.